Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of the Better Business Bureau, serving Western Ontario. And Ask BBB brings you information from and about businesses you, you can trust by featuring business owners and managers who share their experience and insight so that consumers are better informed about products and services that they're contracting or purchasing. As well, we highlight information about scams that are active in Western Ontario with notes on how to protect yourself to avoid being a victim. Later this morning, we'll talk about how to assure that the help you give in the wake of Hurricane Dorian goes to legitimate and effective organizations. Fall is a favorite time of the year for many people. We're refreshed after a summer that included a holiday and we're ready for new challenges. And of course, there are some chores involved as we prepare for winter. Later, we'll get some tips on one of those chores, closing the swimming pool. Our first guest this morning will help us get ready for new challenges. If you've ever felt that you are not meeting your full potential, then engaging a life coach might be the answer to fulfillment. To explore what is involved in life coaching and the results we might expect, we welcome to the show Rick McLeod, Director of IRM Coaching Associates. It's good to have you here this morning with us, Rick. Thank you. Rick, for our listening audience, what is a life coach? What are the credentials are needed uh, to offer such services? Well, to be perfectly honest, there is no real credential system out there. Uh, A life coach is somebody who helps you get from where you are, which could be a little bit clogged up, you know, with all the pressures and outside things that come on us today. Sometimes we just need a little help moving forward. And so that's one of the things I do is really help people clarify where they are and clarify where they want to go and come up with the steps that they'll need to take to get there. Uh, How did you get into life coaching, Rick? Well, I've always been somebody who's been helping and training and teaching. I started off teaching guitar. Then I went into uh, scouting as one of my first volunteer organizations. I worked with the kids for a number of years, then worked training adults, and then went on to uh, even up to the provincial committee working as a trainer uh, for the adults in in the scouting movement. Going from there, still teaching guitar. I've uh, I've taught guitar since... uh, uh, last century, we'll just leave it there. <laughs> Since last century, and uh, and it's something that's uh, so much a part of me, I can't give it up. So I'm still doing that as well as doing uh, doing life coaching. But you know, uh, through masonry, uh, past district deputy grandmaster, service is very important to me, and that sort of led me into working with other people. I tried uh, working a few years as a financial planner but discovered that I was spending too much time with the computer and not enough time with people. So what is the difference between life coaching and therapy? Well, that could that could take a good whack of time to talk about, but uh, simply, uh, we don't deal with the problems that you have in your past. The therapist will work with your past to make your present future better. I work with the present and how to get into the future that you're envisioning for yourself or help you to envision the future and then discuss cover a path to get there. Do you ever refer people to a therapist if you discover there are deep issues? Uh, I would definitely not work on it myself. Uh, one, I'm not skilled and qualified to do so. And yes, I would suggest that to the uh, to my client. So what happens during a coaching session, Rick? Well, everyone is different. Uh, I don't follow a formula. Uh, there are coaching formulas out there that say, do this the first time, do this. Everything I do is personalized to the client. I will give them homework. So even before the first session, they they send back three or four pages of uh, that I've sent to them. So I've 
starting knowing something about it. The first session is free uh, always. And once we've got uh, a knowledge of where they are, then we can kind of plan out where we want to go. And this is a, a thing that I find you have to constantly adjust. That's where the formula doesn't fit in because if they've had a bad week, we have to deal with that then and then work forward. You can't just go, well, that's nice, but we've got to do the next thing now. Is there a difference between life coaching and career coaching? Uh, yes. Yeah, there's – There's uh, career coaching is, is quite specific. Uh, I do – business executive coaching where I would take somebody and work with them to get to the next level, uh, to clarify uh, what they're doing. They, they could have some things that they're working on, that uh, things that are, are troubling them from other areas of their life. So working towards balance and then working towards goals. So I know you talked about having customized programs for the individual, but can you give us some insight into what happens during a coaching session? Yeah, well, uh, the first thing we would do is go over whatever homework I, I had given them. Let's say that I had asked them to come up with the uh, 10 most important things that they could think of uh, to do, and I would have them rank them 1 through 10. Then we would talk about the top three because the top three are the most pressing. The, the other seven are are just there to let them focus and get it down to three. Uh, we would then discuss which one is the most pressing at the moment because you could have three things that are really important, but only one thing is really pressing. Uh, it could be business. It could be you're having issues at home with the family you could have uh, that you need to work on. So uh, it would it would go from the one, the general, down to a specific, and then we would work on steps to uh, to go through that. And then I would assign more homework. Uh, how long then uh, do people undergo the coaching? Is it on a continuing basis? Do they commit to a contract? I don't have people commit to a contract. We do have programs uh, that they can choose. They can choose to do one week. They can choose to do, which is not very useful, but it is free. Uh, they can go from there into, uh, I would think three months would be a really good program length and either once or two times a month for a 50-minute session. Because behind that is another 10 minutes of prep and 30 minutes of uh, going over it after. Your business card says, discover the power of black belt focus. Are martial arts philosophies part of your coaching? Not so much the, the, the philosophies, but the power of repetition, concentration, focus. Because uh, if you're going to hit a, three boards and you're going to break them, you have to be paying attention and know the exact steps that you're going through. If you want to take your business career from uh, 10,000 to 100,000 or 100,000 up, you have to know that, or be looking at the small details that are involved there. Rick, we're just about uh, out of time. How mm -hmm. should people contact IRM Coaching Associates if they'd uh, like a consultation and, and at what cost? The best way is through my uh, website, uh, irmcoachingassociates.com. I have a, a form that they can fill in. I will be putting up a calendar so they'll actually be able to book their times. The first time is free. And as for the charges, if we were just to look at uh, a one-off, I want to do one session after the intro, it would be uh, $125 Canadian for 50 minutes. Okay. Well, thanks very much for taking time to be with us and uh, coaching us through this uh, session today. Thanks, Rick. Thank you. You're listening to Ask BBB, and we've been talking with Rick McLeod, director of the IRM Coaching Associates, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. Search for Life Coach in the BBB directory to find him and link to the IRM Coaching Associates website. 
What are the biggest mistakes homeowners make when closing their pool? Stay tuned to find out. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Linda Smith, the CEO and president of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. It seems we just got the pool opened, and now it's time to think about closing it for the winter. To help us with that, we welcome Kirk Nikides and Lyndon Grant Strickland, co-owners of Expert Pool Care, to the show. Welcome, guys, to Ask BBB. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. What's the window of time for closing your pool in our London and region listening area? So the simple answer here is to make sure your pool is closed before the snow flies. Going into a bit more detail, though, customers usually start closing their pools right after Labor Day weekend. The kids are back in school, and that means pool closing time. As soon as you're no longer going to get use out of your swimming pool, it's time to close. One thing to mention if you do choose to wait until the latter end of the season to close your pool, the free- freezing weather can be a concern. If the temperature is below freezing, it is important to keep your pump on. This will prevent your pool lines from freezing, saving you from some potential major damage. Well, before the break, we asked the question, what's the biggest mistake that homeowners make when they're closing the pool? So what would your answer to that be, Kirk, Lyndon? Probably not having an accredited company come in and uh, make sure that everything has been closed and winterized properly. Is there a checklist that we should uh, expect to be done uh, when you come and close the pool? One thing you can expect from us here at Expert Pool Care that differs from our competitors is how we clean your pool before closing it for the season. A clean pool on closing makes for a clean pool on opening, saving the customer hundreds of dollars and time waiting for the pool to clear. Some other things to expect during a pool closing would be blowing and plugging all the pool lines, the addition of chemicals like chlorine, algicide, and stain protect. Some pools are more involved than others and require a few more steps to get the pool closed properly. What should we expect to pay for a pool closing? Well, a pool closing, chemicals included, costs on average $350 to $400 tax in. This can vary, though, depending on the size of pool. The bigger the pool, the more chemicals needed, Some pools also have more equipment and require more attention and time. We do service pools outside of the city, but there may be an additional charge. Uh, Speaking of that, you you mentioned at the first the timing for uh, pool closing and that we can go right up to just before uh, freezing or even after freezing temperatures. But how far ahead should we book if we do want uh, uh, your company or a pool company to come and do it for us? This is pool company's uh, busiest time of year. So the earlier you can call, the better. We're already booked up well into October. So if you do want your pool closed for a specific date, it is best to call as soon as you know that date. Given that the closing of your pool is such a busy time for you guys, is this also the good time to do the pool tune-up and inspection on looking for leaks or potential problems with equipment? Ideally, no. Pool closing season is one of the busiest time for us. This doesn't mean that if you have an issue, it cannot be resolved, but the best time to fix any issues in your pool would be fix them as they arise during the pool season. You see your pool every day and learn how your pool normally operates. If you notice anything out of the ordinary, call the experts and we would be happy to help you resolve this issue. Is it unusual then to, um, if you identify a problem, to book it now for next spring to, to get it taken care of? No, it's not unusual. I mean, if you are going to close your pool here shortly, we as long as we know of the problem, it can always be pushed off 
and wait, waited until the spring to take care of that. Do you go and uh, inspect pools and look uh, at problems and find things that, that the homeowner might not? Yeah, I mean, we, we're constantly inspecting pools. And also, I mean, we get a lots, lots of calls from new home buyers and real estate agents where a potential new home buyer could call us in to do a pool inspection on that pool. And we'll do the full, uh, the full inspection, pressure testing, uh, checking the liner, and we'll give them a rough idea how that equipment is, if there may be any potential problems that come up in the future. What are some of the things that should be done to maintain your pool? The most important thing about maintaining a pool, and we can't stress this enough, is to make sure pool chemicals are balanced weekly. We have seen an imbalance in water chemistry in the pool rot away the inside of a brand new pool heater in less than a month. Checking your pool equipment and pump regularly to make sure they are working properly and there are no leaks is important. Having good water circulation is essential in trying to maintain a crystal clear pool. Uh, how popular now is saltwater conversion, guys, and, and what are the pros and cons of that? Saltwater pools are becoming more and more popular. A major benefit to saltwater is no more dealing with harsh chemicals. This includes liquid or granular chlorine, chlorine tablets or bromine tablets, which are very costly and can produce very toxic gases. Also, if you or anyone you know is allergic to chlorine, this is a great alternative to raw chlorine. Saltwater will be softer on your skin and is great for anybody with a pre-existing skin condition. But on the other hand, salt systems are controlled by a main circuit board, so if anything goes wrong, replacement parts can be costly. Lyndon, I was going to ask, how expensive is saltwater conversion? A saltwater conversion will cost approximately $2,300 installed, um, which would include the addition of salt needed for your size pool. It may seem costly at first, but you will definitely get your money back within a couple of years from the money you will be saving on not having to buy all the chemicals. Are there other popular systems emerging? I, I'd heard many years ago about bromine pools. Is that uh, coming gone or is saline still the most popular conversion? Um, there are definitely still pools that run on bromine. Um, the problem with bromine is that it's very, very expensive. For a one pail of bromine, it can be upwards of over $300 that you might get maybe a month to a month and a half use out of. So it can add up pretty quickly. Lyndon, are there any regulations or protocols in the use of and disposal of chemicals used and waste generated in pool maintenance? Absolutely. Considering the environmental effects before closing your pool is very important. Uh, for example, salt water is not allowed to be drained to the city storm drains, and chlorine needs to be below one part per million before draining your pool. There are a few ways to reduce chlorine in your swimming pool before draining your water. You can stop treating it with chlorine for a few days before closing. For some situations, we have dechlorination units we can hook up to our discharge hoses, which will automatically remove the chlorine from the water. So what should a consumer be aware of when they're choosing a company to maintain or to close their pool, guys? One of the major things to consider when choosing a pool company is to make sure they are an accredited business. The Better Business Bureau is a great company in which you can find out whether or not you're dealing with an accredited business. This includes making sure the company is insured both with business insurance and a WSIB. If anything were to happen to your house or property with an insured company, you would be covered. Also, having WSIB protects you from being liable if anything were to happen to the workers on site. We can't stress enough how important this is to get an accredited business to do any type of work at the biggest investment of your life, your home.
Lyndon, Kurt, you've given us a lot of great tips. Thanks for joining us on Ask BBB. Thank you very much for having us. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. You're listening to Ask BBB at our guests, Kirk Nikitas and Lyndon Grant Strickland of Expert Pool Care, are an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau. Search the BBB directory under Pool Maintenance to find them and a link to their website. We'll be back after a brief break to help make sure the help you give to Dorian victims isn't scattered to the winds. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, who is the president and CEO of the BBB serving Western Ontario. Labor Day weekend through to last weekend, Hurricane Dorian uh, dominated the news cycle. Although the storm has now passed, it left in its wake a path of death and destruction. Damage and power outings were extensive in Florida, the Carolinas, and in the Canadian Maritimes. In the Bahamas, the storm caused death and complete devastation in that area. People around the world have come to the aid of the people of Abacos Islands and the Grand Bahamas, who were the hardest hit. Once people are accounted for and things are somewhat stabilized, the task of rebuilding can begin. And there will be appeals over the coming months to help financially support that recovery. You know, when we make a donation, we want to be certain that it'll go where it's intended. So it is wise to check out the charity you are giving to. If you visit the BBB.org site, you'll find some insight into how to be sure your gift is effective. Once on the BBB website, look for Latest News. You'll find a number of interesting articles there, including the one that advises you on how to give and help during the Dorian victims. What are some of the highlights of that, Linda? The article points out that donations to experienced disaster relief organizations are the best option. You'll also read that crowdfunding posts from individuals will pop up. It points out that although the crowdfunding posts may be sincere, it complicates professional efforts and may even divert dollars that could be better used. The article also reiterates the tips to avoid questionable appeals for support That includes verifying the trustworthiness of a soliciting organization by visiting give.org to see if they meet the 20 BBB standards for charity accountability. And that's something we might want to do before we make any charitable donation. Yes, and if you are part of a charitable organization, we encourage you to take part in the BBB's Charitable Evaluation Program. What's involved in that, Linda? The charity can find information about the program by emailing us at info at westernontario.bbb.org or by phoning the office at 519-673-3222 and you'll get information on our charity review program. They'll be sent uh, a questionnaire that will help us prepare the report that summarizes basic facts about your charity's governance, programs, finances, fundraising, and operations, and show whether or not the subject charity meets the comprehensive standards for charity accountability. Does the BBB rank charities? No, BBB does not rank charities, but rather seeks to assist donors in making informed judgments about those that solicit their support. Evaluations are done without charge to the charity and are posted for free public access on BBB's website. BBB reports on local and nationally soliciting charities that the public has most often asked about, as well as charities that request to be evaluated by BBB. 
Charities that are found to meet all BBB's standards of charity accountability have the option of signing a license and paying a fee for the use of BBB-accredited charity seal that can be displayed on their websites and in their fundraising materials. So once more, we point out that you can learn a lot on the BBB.org site. It's worth visiting as a part of your daily online routine just to check out the latest news on scams. And, of course, we encourage you to visit the site before you do any kind of shopping. Every month, businesses in our area are newly accredited with the Better Business Bureau. So be sure to check out our directory. We'd like to congratulate some of those businesses that have recently applied for and have been granted their Certificate of Accreditation. These businesses will now be able to display the BBB seal, at their place of business, on their vehicles, and on their website. We congratulate Blue Jay Heating and Cooling in London, Greg Fretz Roofing in Newberry, McCarter Electric in Park Hill, New Scotland Kennels in Blenheim, and the Wellness Clean in London. Congratulations to each of those businesses. And that's our time for Ask BBB, Linda. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.